Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if you buy a house, what are you going to do with the thing right now? Are you going to rent the thing out? Are you going to flip it? What do you want to do? I will see you on the inside. I'm Josh Zuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time it is. I hope that you, my friends, are having an amazing day. I'm here with my awesome host, Josh Zuniga. Woo. Today, you know, we're going to get into some really cool stuff. We're going to get into talking about if you buy a house and you're like, hey, I, I kind of wanted to rent that out originally, but the market's kind of hot. Maybe I should have flipped that thing. Should I yeah. flip it? Should I rent it? I'm excited about this one. I'm excited about this one because this is happening a lot right now. I get a lot of yeah. questions like, hey, should I be selling my house right now? And I guess it depends. But like in a generic sense, right? You just bought a house. Maybe you bought it in December of 2021. And it is now March of 22. Appreciation. Market's hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, are you going to hold it? Or are you going to sell it? What are you, you doing? My personal opinion? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to Papa Pete's wisdom. Who's my dad? You know, the first thing he told me, he's like, son, when you start making money, the only thing you need to worry about is retirement. So that's I've a, always, yeah, yeah the only thing you need to be worrying about is retirement. I was like, don't be stupid with your money. Be smart. Invest it. Don't buy Lamborghinis. <laughs> don't buy Lamborghinis. Sorry. Don't buy stupid. Don't buy, don't buy silly stuff, right? Yeah. Don't buy silly stuff with it. Invest it into your future because it's not just your future. It's your family's future. Like, what are you going to be leaving for them? Yeah. So I've always had that mindset, you know, in place since I was in high school. So he would break down not only like financials um, at the age of 16, having read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What's the difference between assets and liabilities? Here's my rental portfolio. This is how much I have my muck every single month. These are my other investments. He was always showing me that stuff. And I'm starting to show it to my kids now too. Mm-hmm. Having them go and see like, hey, this is a check. This is how much we made for selling this house. I want you to go deposit for me. So I'm making subconscious you know, deposits into their brain and be like, oh, wow, now I'm in the workforce. Now I know how really hard it is to make a dollar, right? Because it's not about making your short-term money. It's about knowing how to relax and making residual money and then paying for your lifestyle. Are you holding? Yes. Okay. I am. I'm flipping. So, Carl's flipping. I flip also. But like I said, it really depends on who you are yeah. and your situation. So, I flip properties, but I use that short-term gain, and I invest it into a long-term asset. Okay. So, you brought a really good point. Long-term asset. Yeah. We need to take into consideration taxes. That's the biggest And reason. I don't want this to get boring or too complicated. No, people need to hear about if this. If you're flipping... You're generally holding that property for less than a year. Less than one year, yes. If you hold it for less than a year, then you're going to pay your personal tax rate on the proceeds, the net proceeds, the the capital gains, the profit Mm -hmm. on the house. If you hold it for more than one year, that becomes something called long-term capital gains, right? But if you're holding a dating property, it took a year to rehab it, you probably fucked up. Is my guess. (laughs) Yeah. But then you're you're paying either 15% if you make less than $400,000 net, or you're paying 20% if you make over $400,000 net in a given calendar year. So you have to make a decision. Now, Josh is in the long-term game. I like velocity of money, which is churning my money fast. Mm-hmm. And I like to be able to flip as fast as I can and doing it right. I always do my flips right. I'm doing it right and then doing it again and then doing it again and then doing it again because I can take the capital that I profited from, reinvest it, and turn it into more capital. Is that smart? From a tax point of view, absolutely not, because I pay a lot of money in taxes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so that's just a consequence of doing business. You know, I'm paying, you know, state tax, and I'm paying uh, federal income tax on all the capital gains that I've made from the profits of those houses. 
Josh is probably the smarter guy in the room. He's taking his money and putting it into the properties long term. He's depreciating those properties. He's using that as a tax advantage. He's uh, getting the cash flow, which turns into equity eventually because he's paying down the balance of the mortgage and the natural appreciation of the properties. So to answer the question, because we'll make this a short one, I guess, today. Yeah. Depends. Depends on you. Depends on your strategy. If you're smart, you'd probably be able able to leverage multiple properties and and have multiple properties underneath you all giving cash flow, right? And then earning equity and using those to depreciate and then offsetting a lot of tax expense for you and reducing your tax liability at the end of the year. If you're uh, like me and you like pain, then you're probably flipping multiple houses in a year and the velocity of money is helping you uh, build wealth. Yeah. So, so even talk about that. When you say you the velocity, are you investing that into another property yes. and then another property yes. and then another property yes. and another property? So we've got it down to where I can usually do a flip inside of about 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So the most recent one I did was um, 5,000 square foot, five bed, six bath, 10 weeks start to finish, right? That's cranking, guys. That's that, that's that's not a normal not, that's expectation. Yeah. But if I can do that and I can say, okay, look, then I can do... 5.2 homes in a year, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people can't do that. But, you know, say if you can do it in six months, one every six months, you're using that same base capital that you started out with, but you're able to multiply that. You know, and then maybe you can do two at once, and then maybe you can do three at once. You know, so you can start to speed that process up and scale. Yeah. You know. And eventually buy those, some of these, for new investors, you can buy those homes cash once yeah, you build up that velocity. And then you're not paying that, yeah. you know. So as an example, way. guys, just exactly what Carl was saying. So say you buy a property, you sell the property, you say you make forty or $50,000 on that. Well, if you don't let that hit to your account, there's this thing called what? A 1031 exchange. Only if you hold it for more than a year. Only if you hold it for more than a year. And right? it can't be your primary residence. Can't be a primary residence. Or a secondary. Those are all key things. Yes. Okay. But you can take those proceeds and roll it into another property, yes. start and do the start it over again. And now guess what? Now you have a hundred thousand after property two. And after property three, you have a hundred and fifty. And after property four, you have two hundred thousand. Yes. So that's the velocity of money that Carl likes to do, you know, on his method. I do that as well. All right. Just to be clear, I do that as well. But on some of these to where they're significant gains that happened like in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. That's a large chunk. And I put those into not only one, but maybe two properties at a time. And then because me personally, I do, I do well in my real estate business, you know, just for traditional buying, um, helping people buy houses and selling houses. So I need a lot of depreciation, you know, on a lot of these properties. I need a lot of write-offs. So I always have that as my long-term strategy that helps my short-term money that I make year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, make my tax liability a lot less than what it normally should be if I had no write-offs. So that's my long-term strategy for the investment properties. So we have, we have a total of six properties now that we are obviously taking depreciation on, which helps out significantly, right? Each one of those cash flows at the same time, I'm doing exactly what Carl's doing throughout the year. And I'm just working with the velocity of money. And then I decide whether before the year closes, am I going to take that chunk and put into more short-term rentals? Or am I going to take that um, chunk and put it into long term? Or am I going to just keep kicking the can down the road and see what we're going to do into the next year? Yeah, if lost money is a very, very important concept to understand because you can take $1 and you can use that same dollar four times inside of a year. Yeah. You know, so you have $4 buying power with $1. Mm-hmm. That's important to understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's also, uh, we can get down to this in another topic to where you can do the burr strategy. Right. That's a whole different conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. But I think we talked about it in 2021. But I think um, in the coming episodes later, we're going to definitely bring in some of our friends 
and some guests that are going to talk more specifically about Let's what Burr that, is, sure. uh, what Burr is, and how the strategies. I love Burr. I'm, about it. I'm kind of doing it right now. You are doing okay, it right now. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. I love pulling money out of a property because you don't get taxed on loans. You don't get taxed on debt. Like Leave and it subscribe, at that. dang it. That's a banger right there. You that should like and subscribe banger. for that. We're going to do that. I will show sure. you how to pull cash out of a property without having to pay tax on it and reinvest that proceeds. Yeah. We'll talk about that. We're going to end it right there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. We'll see you on the inside on the next episode. Take care. Hey, guys. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Do all the things. We want to continue to bring value to you every single episode. But until next time, see you on the inside.